who is that one ex of yours? That one ex that like you, you debate, like, could it have worked out? What if we were still together now? You have somebody like that. I think the second I say, who's that one ex? Like you, you, that person that popped in your head, that's the one that we're talking about today on the show. Well, what are you supposed to do with that? What is that unhealthy? Luckily, our therapist friend, Leah, joins the show to talk about this whole thing with our Mental Health Monday today. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Hello, friends. How are you? Welcome to the show. Uh, this is Monday. If you're listening in real time, hope you had a good weekend. Uh, in case you're brand new to our podcast, this is very simple. We got three principles on here. We live, we laugh, we love my mom. We live our lives out loud, we laugh a lot, and we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. I really don't know how you parents do it. I don't know. I don't understand it. I have... Um, I've always had a lot of respect in parents because I feel like it's a hard job. It but I don't remember until this weekend just how hard that job actually is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told you on Friday's show that I had a friend coming. Uh, her, her daughter's like all fascinated with DC. And so they're uh, coming out here to, to spend a couple of days. And we went down there. And it was, uh, let, me, let me say, it's, um, it is a, a literally a nonstop job. Um, I am exhausted right now <laughs> because <laughs> it is just like there's always something going on. Yesterday or Saturday when we went down to uh, to D.C. and we got back, and I was just tired, right? I, you know, I, I wake up so early still on Saturday, so I'd woken up at like four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got back here maybe around two or three, mm-hmm. and I was just – excuse me. Um, I was just so tired. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just want to go. I have to, just have to go lay down. Mm-hmm. And it's like I woke up and I was like, all of a sudden I started hearing like some kids show playing like out in the living room. <laughs> and I was like, I, I forgot like this just never ends. Like mm-hmm. once you wake up from your nap, it's not over with. You know, like oh. it's, it's go time. Like it's go time. They're yes. still here. They've you been still waiting. have to take care of them. There's no break. <laughs> uh-uh. No. Uh, but the weekend was it was. Well, it was, I'm just tired. I'm just so, I don't know how y'all do that constantly. I don't like it's, um, and she's great. Like I've known her for a while now, but it's just like, wow. I, I just, I've never had, I never spent this much time with a child before ever, uh-huh. you know, like uh-huh. ever, ever. Uh-huh. Um, I honestly, and this is like, like this weekend was like, I don't know that I could do this. I honestly don't know that I could like do this. And I feel like parents, here's the thing. I feel like parents, you guys set us up for disaster because all you do is talk about all the good things that happen. Right. Mm-hmm. So like you build up this, this, and I think you do it with each other. You're just, it's like this, this like, a, like delusions of grandeur kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We're like, kids are hard. And that's not my kid. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, this is like, um, like, for example, so we're down in, we're down in DC, right? And like, she's, she's, uh, seven, uh, and you know, she's getting hungry and it's, it's, it's kind of hot outside and she's bored because who the hell would want to go to Washington DC? You know, like after a while, you know, you see the things it's, it's, we, were, we were on this little like tour thing for a couple hours and like, I get it. I would have been bored as hell too. It's, it's me. Like when I went to California, right. Uh, right. For the first time, like it was just, right. I just couldn't appreciate it as much as I thought I would. Yes. Um, and like starts to get whiny and she's hungry. And I'm like, I don't, I don't like, what do you do? Like, what do you want to, what, what are you supposed to do here? I don't, I don't, I mm-hmm. wouldn't even know like what to, and then that you lasted for like them. hours. Yeah. But we couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't feed it. Like we didn't have food, you know, we just mm-hmm. didn't have food. And like, 
I don't know. It was just so eye opening to me that I don't know. I don't know that I can do kids. <laughs> I don't know that I can do it. Because well. there's people like you though that have always wanted them. You know, like you yeah. just you're, you're you're like built to be a mom. Yeah. You know, I just am really questioning at age almost thirty eight. Like, am I just not cut out <laughs> to be a dad? And like, I'm great with kids, and I th- I think I showed her like a really great weekend. And like, I always had I had fun stuff planned and mm-hmm. uh, figured it out. We went over to the science museum here, and that was fun. And uh, went obviously went down to DC. And what else did we do? Oh, there's some little um little boats over here in the harbor that you can take out like little kid boats that they can drive. And we oh, did that. And fun. I know they love it. She loved they it. They went over to the museum. I had to work some on um, Thursday. And so they were, um, they went they, over to the museum for a while. I mean the, sorry, the um, aquarium, aquarium for a while. Uh-huh. Uh, so it was no lack of me like wanting to do this stuff, but it's just like, wow. It's just like, whoa. <laughs> How, when do you ever like live your life? Well, when you live with them, it's different because it's not having to entertain them all the time. They have their own little things going on. But they on. always need something. That's just what yeah. I realized. Oh, they yeah. always just need something. Sure. There's just never a break of like, Mm. break <laughs> it, just, it was just like no. non-stop just kid 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 uh-huh. it's so quiet in my house right now it almost feels weird now there's no <laughs> ipad playing or screaming or dancing or and she's not even a bad kid but it's just like wow i just you're just not used to woo! it you like do you get, get used to it or do you just let does your body does your soul die a little bit and so you <laughs> no. just no, because like this is what y'all do to me. Y'all do all this, like, oh my god, you gotta have a kid. It's the best thing ever. And after this weekend, I'm like, where? <laughs> I'm so tired. Well, I did yeah. nothing that I wanted to do this week. I did not do one thing that I wanted to do this weekend. Yes, if you had a kid of your own, then you would have to change your lifestyle. Oof. It couldn't just be all about you. Lord it would have to be about all three of you. Yeah, and Kiki. Yeah. I bet Kiki loved it. I don't even want to take care of Kiki a lot of times. I can't tell you how many days I get home from work and I'm like, damn it. I still got to feed her and walk her today. Oh, oh I know. I know. Um, but I don't know, mom. Like, I, I, what happens if kids just aren't the cards for me? That's okay. Maybe they aren't. Not, really, everybody, I mean, like, not everybody's meant to be a parent and have kids. All jokes aside, it's a real, it's like a real mental struggle for me because I do mm-hmm. like kids and I'm, and I'm yes. great with kids and like yes. they're fun. Yes. Like, I really like my life. Yeah. And I feel like if I had a kid, I wouldn't have a life anymore. Mm, you'd have a life. It'd be a different life. I'm like, when but- would I ever play video games? All jokes aside. <laughs> they would play video games with you. I mean, I have never <laughs> slept better than I have the last couple of nights. My pillow hit the head, hit, the, hit the my head hit the pillow and I was like I'm out. See, I'm so tired. You're not stressed. <laughs> no, I'm overly you've been, stressed. You've been out there enjoying life in the world and getting Man. into the joy of childhood, and you're just relaxed and. I feel like I need a vacation. Yeah, no, from just two days. That was just it's wild. So well, I, it I have hard. a lot of respect. I have a lot of respect for um for parents. Um, yes, I just I don't especially know. single ones. I just Whether think it's you're hard. A mom or a dad, it's yeah, hard. I just I don't know. Yes, it's hard. I um I don't know. I need I need some time to digest this weekend, I think. I just need <laughs> to sit with it for a while. Uh but shout out to the parents. I know that's it's I it's the first time I've ever spent and that's what that's what her my friend and I were laughing about. I was like, I don't have any nieces and nephews. I've never spent time with a kid, like an extended period of time before with a kid. It's just mm-hmm. it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um 
it's funny because my mom and my brother signed up for the same thing, having no idea they actually signed up for the same thing. <laughs> How this happened? So I signed up for a course on the teachings of Ram Das. Who is that? I don't even really know who that is, to be honest with you. Ram Das is a, a wonderful spiritual psychologist. Is he old? Leader. Oh, he's he died in twenty nineteen. Like recently, or like 80, in twenty nineteen at the oh, age okay. of eighty eight, and he'd had a stroke before that. But he was a Harvard professor who did psychedelic drugs. Oh, and through that, discovered a part of himself he'd never known, and that led him on a quest that uh, caused him to lose his job as a professor, but to enter uh, the spiritual realm. And he went to India, and he met Maharashi, who became his guru. And Maharashi actually named him. He was His name was Richard Alpert. And he named <laughs> no, him. Nowhere near as cool. Right, right. He named him Ram Das, which means servant of God. Mm. And um, his teachings are about his quest and search for God, and he shares that those learnings with with all of us. And mm. so, your brother met him uh, in t- 2018, I guess, when he was in San Diego with you, and then went to Maui. Remember? Oh yeah, um, I that about retreat that. with Ram yeah. Das, and um, he was just quite um, quite taken by him and his lectures and his presence. Is just his spiritual presence, and yeah. he started following his teachings. And then he was blessed to be named by Ram Das Balarama. So that's a very special thing to be named by a spiritual guru. So, so how um, this whole course thing come into anyway? Mind? Oh yeah, back to that. I digress. <laughs> um, so. You know, I've been interested in him through through Brian and have, have read his book, Be Here Now, and have listened to some of his podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. And so there was a t- uh, an eight-week course offered, and I decided to sign up for that. And so, of course, there's always a Facebook page, right, when you're a member? Okay. And uh, Brian wrote something on the the Facebook page as an introduction of himself. They were asking us to introduce ourselves. And I replied to his Facebook post and it blew him away. He was like, because <laughs> you both didn't realize you both signed no, up for the same we course. We never discussed it. No, had no idea. He's like, Mom, he sent me a text. <laughs> did you sign up for this course? And I was like, Yes, and I'm so glad you did too. And we can talk about it. I had no idea. So, so. uh you've had one week of the course. Yes. What's mm-hmm. been your your biggest takeaway from last week? Um, well, the first week is was, it every day, by the way. No, it's just once a week. It's a three hour lecture was the first one, and then on Thursdays, what, on yeah, Thursday you do it. On Mondays, there's okay. a, a three hour session you can listen to throughout the week, and then on Thursdays there's you know the small group discussion and a, mm-hmm. another lecture by someone else. And, and this past week, there was also a, a 20-minute yoga session. Okay. So that was very rich, too. So your biggest takeaway from your from um, your spiritual course? Well, I think, you know, basically, he was talking about how he became Ram Das. 
you know, a much longer version of, of what I was just sharing with you. <laughs> Probably uh, not much longer, though. Yes, much longer. Three hours. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like three hours when you're explaining it a second ago. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, you can always edit it out. <laughs> but basically, you know, I think that it's his really his quest is, or his story is that you know, we all find the God within us in different ways, mm. but it's important to search for that within us. And what us. does that mean? What, is, what does it mean to find God within us? To yeah, come, what does that to mean? To come to know our true selves, mm. the, the true self that we were meant to be, not the facade that we wear, but who are we when we peel back the layers and really become our spiritual selves, the beings that we were created to be. Oh, yeah. And that's what this, I'm sure these lectures will take us through, um, those experiences of his and of many others. So I'm uh, quite know. excited about it. You'll have to keep us posted on that. That's I definitely cool. will, for as long as you want. <laughs> very, it's about a seven-minute explanation that could have taken about 45 seconds, but it's cool. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I, I can only imagine being on the air. You sound like one of those callers that gives me way too many details. I start getting anxious. I look at the clock. I'm like, I got 30 seconds till commercials and they're about, oh. <laughs> they're nowhere near being done with the story. I can just feel it. I can just feel it. You got to keep in mind. Cause like that's, that's half of the art when you're doing live radio and when you take live phone calls oh, is boy, you have to be able to like, cause everything's basically timed out. You have everything just, just right. You know what I mean? Like yes. everything just right. Of like, okay. Like, let's say my spot, my first one of my first commercial breaks is at like 6.57, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and a caller gets on at 6.55 and they're just like, well, let me tell you, this weekend I was doing this and I'm like, oh my God, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be able to- Do you tell them this. in advance they only have a minute and a half? I always whatever? tell people they have 30 seconds no matter what. Oh. And they never take 30 seconds, but- <laughs> That at least I think kind of rushes people at sma- like a sm- puts, puts that thing in their in their head. You know, uh-huh. even though we have two minutes with them, I'm always like, okay, you only have about thirty seconds. I'm gonna need you really get to get to the point here, okay? Uh huh. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, let me tell you, I'm done. I'm like, oh my god, this is so stressed out, it gives me anxiety. And, people just- and I think honestly, I even have I have like built up PTSD from that because. When people just tell stories too long, even in real life, I'm like, oh my God, like the story's going way too long right now. This is way, this is unnecessary facts. Cut that out. Cut that out. You don't need this. You don't need that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, see, that's has, the beauty of a podcast. You can just yeah, cut can out just what you don't on. like. No, you can just go on. And I can on, just Mom. ramble just you can like just I ramble. do on my Sunday thing. I know. I've not listened to that. the pep talk mm-hmm. yet. So I'm sure we'll have oh, a lot of, You'll have to edit it. A lot of no editing doubt. on that too. How long was it? <laughs> How long was your five minute pep talk? Seven minutes. Oh boy! So, <laughs> got at least two minutes edited out of that bad boy. Okay. Well, you can just speed it up. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> um, let's do a Maryland Monday. I always say nobody knows anything about Maryland unless you live here. You always wonder like what happened. What the hell happens in Maryland? Like Maryland? What? Like who cares about Maryland? It's such a weird state. Unless you live here, then it's the most prideful place you've ever been your whole entire life. I, it's what I say. It's like I've never lived in a more prideful state than the state of Maryland. Like, they love it here. They're proud of it. Like. But outside of Maryland, you don't want to think about Maryland that much. You don't want to think about it, you know? So I try to bring you Maryland Monday where I give you one interesting fact. Plus, I'm kind of learning myself about the state that I live in, you know? Yeah. Uh, The first hot air balloon in the U.S. to carry passengers launched from Baltimore 
on June 23rd, 1784. Whoa, 1784. Yeah, this this state's old, man. There's a lot of of history here. Good gosh. Uh, Tavern keeper and lawyer Peter Cranes built the balloon based on the French design and sold tickets to the first launch, not even to, you know, be in it. Hmm. Uh, He didn't actually test the creation until the big day came. Um, And he learned that it was actually just too, it was too heavy. It was too heavy for him to actually oh. get it off the ground. So 13-year-old Edward Warren actually stepped in to take the take the ride instead. <laughs> so Oh my gosh. The inaugural uh, ride went with a 13-year-old? That was the first one. Oh the my first gosh. One. I bet his parents had some angst around that. Yeah. So that happened oh, wow. right here. Are those great, popular there? Uh, I haven't seen one. No, but oh. hmm. a lot of history. A lot of history. Yeah, cool. All right. Quote of the day with my mom. What we got? Ram Das. Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) In most of our human relationships, we spend much of our time reassuring one another that our costumes of identity are on straight. Mm. Got it? Yeah. There's an upcoming. it's not going to be this Mental Health Monday, but uh, in a couple of weeks, I just I, this is one of those Sundays I recorded a bunch of episodes of Leah, uh-huh. um, our therapist friend, and we just got done recording a couple of seconds ago. Uh-huh. But um, we talked about authenticity, mm-hmm. and that kind of goes into that about like, well, you're going to hear it in a couple of weeks, but um, basically just the, the 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 layers we have on us, you know, like the yes, um, and and how it kind of we kind of realized that like it started back in school because you almost had to fit in. You know, you yes. almost had to, to like not get picked on, to like not get bullied, to like almost quote unquote stay alive. You yes. almost had to fit in, right? Yes. And then you, as and because there are only so many people, there are only so many, you know, 300 people in your, you know, your grade or whatever that you had to like fit in with. You had mm-hmm. to, that was your only outlet you had, your only tribe without the, now when you're an adult, you can find more people that align better with you and, Whatever, yes. but back then you had no choice but we're to. We're imitators. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're imitating what others do and what our parents do and say. And yeah. When do you think you became, again, this is not the authenticity podcast, but when do you think yeah. you became your authentic self, mom? Mm. Probably not until I was in my 40s. And what yeah. was it? Yeah. I, well, I think. Maybe it wasn't that I became my authentic self. It's that I recognized it in myself, right? What do you mean by that? Meaning that I understood what authenticity was and what it meant to be authentic, Um, to be your true self, to get in touch with that spirit within you. Mm-hmm. That is your your true self, and to identify mm-hmm. with that, other than the facades or the mask that you wear, right? Um, but truly, I don't. I don't think I really understood it until I was probably forty, mm-hmm. and you know that was after years of, of different types of studies and also therapy um, that I came to to really understand who I was and who I was meant to be. Well, meanwhile, I'm almost 40. I'm over here. Mm-hmm. Just bought the new Nintendo game, so it's mm-hmm. fine. You know, similar. You're similar. getting there. It's You're fine. getting there. 
Mm-hmm. It's fine. I got two years. <laughs> That's right. Um, got all I don't the know. Time you need. Today's Monday is the day of release on this. This episode is Monday. And uh, I don't know how you feel on Mondays, but it's just a drag sometimes. I want to recommend to you Bear and Bloom. Their, um, their puffer buffer is so amazing and making you not look so Monday. It really does. It does <laughs> a great job. Wouldn't you say? You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, you it definitely Mondays. brightens you up. <laughs> it is. It's the greatest, easiest piece of cosmetic on the market. I promise mm-hmm. you. I've never seen something work so fast and so uh, effective in like getting rid of those dark circles under your eyes. It's great. Yes. So the it's called Puffer Buffer, and uh, you can get it right now at Bear and Bloom, B-A-R-E, Bear and Bloom Naturals.com. I recommend that to everyone on the podcast. I use it before every TV appearance I have to do because, I mean, that's – talk about you want to feel insecure about something. Oh, my God. Because we like, can always use that help every day. Well, <laughs> well maybe, <laughs> maybe not everybody. That may be a new thing. Well, but I like, can. No, but seriously, like, like we're, we're all on camera so much more now, you know? Mm. If it's a Zoom call, if it's a FaceTime, if it's uh, – I mean, people are just always in your face way more than before. And now you're heading back into the office like – it just listen. Let's be our best selves, and this is an easy little roll-on little thing you do. You just do whoop whoop, and that's done. You'll I promise you'll take off. You'll, you'll get an extra. You'll look like you got an extra hour of sleep. So, bearandbloomnaturals.com. It is a great natural skin and hairline that you're going to love. So, b a r e bearandbloomnaturals.com, and uh, go check out Puffer Buffer and the rest of the amazing hair and beauty products, uh, cosmetics over at bearandbloomnaturals.com. Mom, what's the last? Um, of course, you did on Skillshare. Mm, nature photography. And how was that? It was great. Yeah? So good. So easy. So simple. A third grader uh, could do it. <laughs> <laughs> you may have still struggled, but you figured it out. <laughs> but um, it is interesting. It shows you how, how to view through the lens some, something really spectacular. Well, let me tell you the, the most popular courses that were taken on Skillshare. And by the way, Skillshare is an online learning community where millions of people come together to create, go basically take the next steps in their, in their creative process journeys, right? Uh, and so if you're like, hey, um, I want to learn about photography or marketing or computers, anything, basically anything with, let me, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you just uh, just five of the most popular courses that was April's. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, productivity and creator starting a successful side hustle. Okay. All that's right. one of them. Uh, character design from first idea to final illustration when it comes to illustration, that's on there, right? Uh, playing with shapes and procreate that's illustrate a graphic still in life. Um, social media success, video storytelling and YouTube from YouTube and beyond. And the uh, another one, Urban Nature Journaling, Seven Days of Artistic Prompts, where basically we give you a prompt every single day. I mean, Ooh. it's just things that you can learn on here without having to go take all the expensive courses and all these seminars that cost so much money. So if you go to Skillshare.com slash Kramer, go check out the thousands of courses they have for you to just better yourself. Better yourself or to just learn something more creative, right? Yeah, We're getting pressed. Fun. But, yeah, like my mom and dad didn't have to learn about photography, but she's so much better about it now. You know, yes. photography's definitely on there. Illustration is on there. Uh, mar- I said marketing, video stuff is on there. Graphic design, I said that a hundred times. I know, but that's what I use it for the most is graphic design. Um, go to Skillshare.com slash Kramer. Skillshare.com slash Kramer and uh, use the promo code Kramer to get an extended trial uh, of Skillshare. You can go check it out for yourself. Skillshare.com slash Kramer. 
All right, Leah, our therapist friend on here in a couple seconds. We're going to talk about that one X, that one X. And you'll you'll realize what we're talking about here in just a few. Uh, certified fans, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast. It's been a quiet week. It was a quiet week last week. Mm-hmm. Did not get one new certified fan, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's all right. It's okay. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Um, certified fans are people that can just donate a few bucks a month and we just super appreciate it. when you join you get a bunch of perks plus a whoop whoop on the podcast and I know that a lot of you guys are appreciative because we, we've kind of gone back and we're thanking people that have been here before because whoop whoop didn't start till like a couple hundred people in right. to the certified fans program so some of you guys are hearing this for the first time so mom yes give me a number and we'll give a shout out let's try 68 Certified fan number 68 is Candy Z. Okay. Candy Z is lives in Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh. Uh, she's been a certified fan since the fourth. No, that's her birthday. Um, since what? the 6th of June. Excellent. From it's the beginning. Up on a year, which is crazy. Yes, Thank you for that. Is an awesome. So for you, here is a whoop whoop. We are very appreciative of you. Yes. Whoop whoop. To Candy. Thank you. <laughs> and you can become a certified fan by texting the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. All right, Mom. What do you think? I think that's good enough for Monday. Good enough. That's all we look for in this show is good, good enough. Good enough. All right. I love you. I'll all see right. you tomorrow, okay? Love you forever. All right, Mental Health Monday time. In case you're new to this, uh, my friend Leah is a therapist, and she has her own podcast called Not Your Basic Influencers Podcast. And uh, it talks everything about mental health, right? And so I said, hey, come on here, and let's do a segment together. Because she's just really, she, she does a good job of breaking this thing down very simply and digestibly for all of us. So one of the big stories in Hollywood right now is the Jennifer Lopez a-Rod. And now, Ben Affleck's back in the story. I'll give you a quick little he- headline Benifer. on this, basically. Benifer's back. <laughs> um, well, I don't I mean, I don't know. As, as At time recording, our, from last week, from what I can remember, is that um, they were, they had, like, gone on a trip together, but apparently he had, like, messaged her back in February and was like, I still, I wish I was there with you. Um, that's just off the top of the old dome right now. Because uh, that's when she was still with A-Rod? This is what, yeah, this is when they were still trying to like figure oh. it out. Yeah. So he was all slipping into her DMs. and. Oh, yeah. He was there. Actually, I think he emailed her, if I remember correctly, which is weird. You know, but- he, I mean, this is side note, but he just seems to be doing creepy things these days. And I, I love him. I think he's a great actor. I think he's very handsome. But like he he's, seems to be struggling little- these days. Yeah, I, things have things have gone weird for him recently. Yeah, not not yeah. been great. <laughs> well, okay. So the, the the question came up for me though because I just I wonder how normal that is. Like, I, we're we're playing a lot of what ifs here in this situation. Obviously, like has J Lo always thought about him? Like, have they? Has she wanted to see if she could rekindle things with him? Like, we don't know. These are things we do. We, yeah, yeah. Like, oh my god, who knows? No, but like I, I'm going to kind of use it as a catalyst because I feel like. A lot of people, maybe not a lot, but enough, probably have somebody they have been with in the past that they're having or have or still possibly have a hard time getting over. Mm-hmm. And what are you supposed to do with that? Like when there, there's that one X, there's probably that one. And, and I, you don't have to. I mean, do you have somebody that's just like the one that got away kind of situation that you can think of in the back of your head. Like for me, there's this one girl that I dated right out of my marriage. that I feel like I, I don't know that I'll ever fully get over her 
You know, like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that I will. I don't know. Right now, I there's still why is, some. Why is that? Um, I God, I this is turning into a therapy session. Uh, I think it made yeah. a couple of different reasons. I think that um, I think that her and I fell into each other in the exact same place at the exact same time. So I think we bonded over something that was very unique um so she, also, was she also separating or divorcing from someone yes oh, so okay. like we kind of went through that together we, we we went through a lot of like weird shit together some hard shit that like you wish it was just it was a we did it was a very intense relationship mm-hmm. and so i um yeah i don't know that i'll ever i don't know i don't know like i don't i know i i my my rational brain now knows that we would not be good in a relationship together you know what i mean yeah. Um, but I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever like fully, fully get over it. Um, but that's the question of like, how normal is that to have, and I don't because you do a lot of relationship therapy, but like, is that common to have an ex that like is still the one that got away or like is still in the back of your mind, the one that pops up in your head and you wonder like what if, or what could have happened or. I think. I think it is hard when there was when it's when there wasn't like a, a bad breakup, like when there wasn't anger or resentment mm. or hurt in the same way that some is. I think, and you you know you still hold that person like in high regards and and have a lot of respect, and it was even amicable. Like I think sometimes that can make it hard to really move forward or. Because I never thought about that. That's so interesting. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes relationships just don't work out. Like, yeah, and it's not and, like anyone's fault. And you like sometimes it's just bad timing, and that that can be hard to cope with because you're like, well, you know, if if things were different, it would have worked out differently. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like what could have been. It and like knowing that there could have been something there. And so, I also think too, though, we tend to um, put relationships on pedestals that didn't work out um, when we're out of them. And kind of, you know, idealize them, right? Mm-hmm. Like as like this, like, and, and not that they weren't great, but I think too, when we're out of it, it's easy to to forget about all the things that made it difficult or that led to the relationship ending. Is there science mm-hmm. behind that, by the way? Because I, I mean, the term, the the, the the unofficial, I'm not a therapist term, would be like rose-colored glasses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but why why do we do that? Like, why when we get out of situation? Because like, even like, exa- for example, with this girl that we're talking about right here, um, I you know when I think back on it, I think about like all the good things. I don't think about like all the struggles we had and like the fights we had and like I don't think about that kind of stuff. I only think about like oh, but all this and this and this and this. Um, I think too because you did share that experience. It sounds like you were both really accepting of how you showed up to the relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's also like, we talk about authenticity. It's like feeling maybe understood and like you could be yourself and, mm. and, and even a, like valued and loved for yours. That's interesting. Cause, cause I was going through such a hard time right then. I felt like she was the only person I could open up to about that. Like, like mm-hmm. fully, you know, mm-hmm. that's bonding, right? Like, it, cause you're essentially going through like this crisis. It's like personal crisis, it could even be, you know, traumatic for some people. And then you have someone who like is able to be your, like your rock or the person that you can lean on. And that creates a true intimacy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, how, let's say that I'm, I'm married right now and I'm listening to this and I'm like, God, there's that one person that like, you know, for whatever reason I still think about like, is that, 
normal? I think so. And I think things like first loves, I see that with a lot of people, you know, like your first, the first true relationship or your first love. I think I put my first like love on this pedestal for the longest time, just because I hadn't experiencing anything like it after. Mm-hmm. And I think too, it's really special, right? So it, I think too, there's a lot of like stigma about and I don't think it's appropriate to like, you know, have this have an outside relationship outside of your current one. But I think there's stigma about thinking about other relationships or even being attracted to people outside of your partner. But we're human, right? right. We're, we're human. We're going to find other people attractive. We're going to have fond feelings of other people. There are a handful of guys that I still have think fondly of. And it's not like I want to date them or be with them. But it's just I can look back fondly and have like loving feelings. And so I think. So it's I not think, really a threat. You don't feel like on a relationship. No, I think it's different. It's, it's like if you're talking and it's, it, it, if you're, if there's, well, and I think it depends, right? Cause some people are truly friends and then that's okay with the partners um, with, with your partner. They're, they're fine with it. So I, but I think it, it really is. I think too, we just, we we're nostalgic, <laughs> you know, we're creatures that like to think about our past and, what was. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it can be, if you're comparing your current relationship or situation to that person, I think that can be damaging. It's not fair to your current partner because they're a completely different human and there it's a completely different relationship. But I think it's human to look back and, and think about those things. And I think as long as you are being real with yourself, right. And you're, I mean, if, if you're really thinking like, I want to pursue this. That's different. But if you're thinking fondly or you're just for whatever reason, have this connection to this person, I don't think it's a bad thing. Well, let's say I, I walk into your office today or a zoom, we hop on a zoom or whatever. And I'm saying like, guess what? I just get out of a relationship. Um, how long okay, I'm picturing you just like, like collapsing on this couch. Shay's <laughs> lounge. Therapist friend Leah, this, this is what, Anyways, okay. Yeah. Go into my office. Well, I'm just I'm I'm kind of taking the J Lo situation here. She dated okay. A Rod for what a year or two, three? I don't know. Um, yeah. They were engaged, um, and she's like, "Well, I got this email from my ex boyfriend, and um, I think I'm going to go hang out with him." Mm-hmm. What do you think about going back to those people? I think it's I think it's situation to situation, and I think. I think there's also like loneliness. Like honestly, Ben Affleck again, he's not in the right he's not from what we're seeing in like I don't know, have you seen like the DMs he's sending to like 20-year-olds, 19 yeah, it's, like, yeah. <laughs> it's not she's cute. not necessarily like she's again, you don't have to be a fan of her, but she's very established, very successful. Like, you know, she's sure. she could probably get anyone she wants. Sure. And there's probably familiarity with him. There could be loneliness, like because things didn't work out with A-Rod. I can't really say specifically what the, the deal is, but I think there's also, so is, is it unhealthy then? Like if, if we're talking normal person, human over here of like, uh-huh. okay, I, I just broke up with this person. Now I want to go hang out with my ex. I think um, it's unhealthy if you need to always be with someone, I think. And I don't even say it's unhealthy. I think you're, that's like a, essentially like a rebound, right? Sure. Like if you're feeling like you always have to be with someone. And again, I don't think it's bad to want to be in a relationship and to seek that out. But I think if you're, you can't even sit alone after a a long-term relationship ends, I think you should do some reflection and be like, Mm. okay, why, why do I have to seek? And I used to do that. That was like my, my thing. I'd like, 
serial dating. And if something wouldn't work out, like turn to someone hop else. Hop on to the next one. Hop on the yeah, next but one. But it was just like avoiding my own feelings. And it, it was about my own insecurity and lack of confidence. And I see that with lots of people in my practice, sure. men and women that are doing that, that are seeking out connection, which makes sense. But then the connection isn't as meaningful, especially with those exes. It didn't work out for a reason typically, right? So it's like then they're seeking connection back with this old person who has continuously not met their expectations. So it's this vicious cycle of their needs not being met. But you think maybe temporarily it does because you have this connection and companionship. So Mm. I think it's like a Band-Aid, honestly. How do you feel about the the pet cemetery? (laughs) What? Uh, relationship. I love. I actually love using that term. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know I've where I got it this. from. You it's never heard this? No. I want you, I want you to use this in all all of your. <laughs> again, I'm no. I'm no therapist, but no. But I love it because. Um. I mean, you do you know the movie Pet Cemetery? No. No. Okay. God, you're so young. <laughs> I forget. Uh, no. We uh, Pet Cemetery. Steven Spielberg movie from the the 90s, maybe. Um. Where basically it's um. It's oh sorry, it's a Stephen King. Did I say Spielberg? It's a Stephen King movie, okay. uh, where they and, and it's a book too. But the basically this family moves into a house and they have a pet cemetery in the backyard. And the deal is, when you bury the pet in that pet cemetery, it comes back to life. But it comes back basically as like a demon. So the theory that I've heard with like relationships is that like the pet cemetery idea of like you can go back to a relationship, but it's mm-hmm. never going to be the same the second time as it was the first. Thoughts on I, that? I, I, well, right. Well, yeah, because it doesn't have that novelty, right? So it doesn't have like, even, like a lot of times you're going to miss out on that honeymoon stage that initially got you connected with that person that you had that spark with, right? Before right. you know each other and have this more, more serious or intimate sure. connection. The so honeymoon I, phase I, is already over with, right? right. It's just hard you to redo honeymoon phases. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I can see that. I haven't heard Wait. of that. That is an interesting theory. You should, I expect you to write about that in your book. Um, yeah. I, I, I no, but like, do you, I mean, what happens if I'm considering getting back with my ex? Like what, what advice would you give me before I hop back into a relationship with somebody that didn't work out with the first time? Well, I think it's like asking yourself, has something really changed? Am I doing this? Cause I don't want to be alone. Has there, mm. is there a change? And there could be a change, right? Like timing is a, is a big thing. So totally. what if, you too, like if you're talking about the person you broke up with your, after your divorce, I'm not saying that's the case, but like if, if you were, it's like, okay, what circumstances have changed, right? Like right. were you able to both work through your own stuff? And if you're both going through something, chances are you probably did need to go work through that stuff. And so it's really, I think the idea of like what's changed between both myself and this person. And, and also too, like, am I doing it out of loneliness or do I really seek connection with like, do I, do I want to pursue this relationship? Cause I think that's different, right? I think we all want connection. We're feeling lonely, especially during like times like this during a pandemic when we're feeling so isolated. I think a lot of people are doing that. Like, right. They're reaching out to people that they may not have reached out to prior or they're like feeling like, Oh, what about that? Maybe I should, you know, cause like you're feeling lonely and that's normal. So I think it's like, is this out of loneliness or is this really a desire to be back in a relationship with this person. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. That's our therapist friend, Leah, right there. She has a podcast. It is called not your basic influencers. Tell us about it, Leah. I have a podcast with my friend, Elise. We're both mental health professionals and we talk all things that influence our mental health and our wellness. So we talk about body image and relationships and self-esteem and trauma and, all that fun stuff, but in a way that's relatable and digestible. And um, we bring on different 
professionals and people in the field as well as other public figures. So please check it out. And your mental health, by the way, is more important than ever before right now. It's been such a crazy year. And if you're dealing with a lot of stress or anxiety or if you're dealing with relationship issues, anything we talk about on the Mental Health Monday, you might want to go talk to our friends over BetterHelp, whatever interferes with your happiness. I mean, with BetterHelp, you can find someone, a therapist that will really match your needs Within 24 hours, you got somebody instantly. I tell you, it, it can be a really hard challenge to find a therapist that's got time right now, you know? Um, and so why wait weeks to days, days to weeks to months when you can literally start communicating within 24 hours with a therapist, okay? In fact, there's so many people using BetterHelp. They're actually recruiting a new counselors in all 50 states right now. I love BetterHelp. I used it, I got it twice now I've used it. And I next time I promise you, I have some type of issue I'm working through. I promise you, I'll hop back on there and I'll, do it again. Uh, you start living a happier life today as a listener. You're going to get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash Kramer. Join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Kramer. And uh, by the way, recommend that to somebody too. Maybe you don't need it right now, but there could be somebody else in your life that's like going through something hard. Hopefully when that time comes, you'll be able to recommend BetterHelp to them. All right, let's get to some good news. Uh, this is crazy out of Tampa, out of Tampa area, I guess. Um, there's a gas station attendant who saved a woman's life who had been kidnapped and managed to escape from the trunk of a car in a parking lot. Yeah. Uh, Rachel Craddock was working at a Sitco station over in Florida when the suspect came inside the store and the victim was able to free herself. Craddock says she saw the, uh, the woman getting out of her car and he started taking off running after her. She was banging on it, saying, help me, help me, help me. He's going to kill me. He's right there. He's right there. And I hurried up and unlocked the door, and I pulled her in, and I locked that door. And the victim then came inside, locked the door, extension cord around her arms, and had matted hair with blood in it. And all I could think about was, I got to get her to the safe spot in the store with me. So she called the police, by the way, and according to the um, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, a 32-year-old Cody Jackson was uh, attacked, um, was he attacked the victom with a piece of wood. So this is the guy now, sorry. 32-year-old Cody Jackson attacked the victim with a piece of wood at a home in Sefner, and then he was bound and restrained with cords, and then threw in the trunk before drove 75 miles north. That's Sitco. So the victim is recovering in the hospital now, and the sheriff is still searching for Jackson, at least as of uh, Friday, when the story got released. So... That's just crazy. That just gave me the chills. Like, oh, being stuck in a trunk, all like, you know, tied up and stuff with an extent. It's just, it's a while, but, but good on her. Good on her for in, in right place at the right time, right? Let's talk about dogs. My favorite. There's an MTA employee up in New York uh, who's being honored for rescuing an emotional support dog who was lost in the subway. Lucy is a nine year old pup managed to escape from her owner's Battery Park City home and ran all the way to the Chamber Street subway station where she spent the next 10 hours running up and down the one line tracks. Uh, Jose Bonilla is a um, uh, trained supervisor over at the MTA and caught up with Lucy at one of her first stops. And 
says uh, he says that it took about all day. It was like an all day team effort to track down the dog's location and coordinate with the rail uh, control to make sure that there was no train that was going to run over. He finally found Lucy again at the end of the day, uh, the 34th Street location, and was able to get her back to her uh, owner's daughter, whose name is Molly. In the middle of this pandemic, <laughs> I feel like you always need to look for the good guys, right? Like, And he's definitely one of them. And this is a, a happy ending. That's stressful as hell. Think about that, a dog like stuck in the subway? Mm-mm. No, 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 not today. Not on this Monday show. Listen, had a good weekend. With a kid is fun. Don't get me wrong. There are fun parts of it. We did. We had, we had, she's a great kid and we did a lot of fun kid stuff and kind of saw things through a kid's eyes. It's hard though, man. It's hard. And like Jim Gaffigan gets it. It's interesting. You know, when I was single, I never really saw myself as a family man. But now that I'm married and I have two beautiful children, it's really made me appreciate being alone. <laughs> it's hard. My daughter's four, my son's two. I tell you, it's exhausting watching my wife do all that work. (laughs) She should get some help. I can barely nap through the screaming. (laughs) My wife does do everything. It's hard to complain around the mother of a small child. You're like, yeah, I didn't get much sleep last night. Oh, really? I slept for a minute. (laughs) And I was breastfeeding during that minute. (laughs) That's rough. Can you get me a beer? So shout out to all you parents because it's yeah it's, it's a lot. All right, I love you so much. Have the best week ever. I'll see you back here for Ask My Mom tomorrow. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever. 